Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. As we bring in a brand new week and head towards the beginning of a new year. Sadly, I received information after filling in last Friday on the show and uh, just broke my broke my heart. Uh, Ian Punnett, a local talent here in the Twin Cities for many years, radio talent, personality, teacher, professor, mentor, friend, passed away last week on the 21st. As a matter of fact, he signed off from local radio station on December 21st, 2011. So it's been, I mean, to the date, an anniversary of endings for Ian. I was lucky enough to grow up in an era in Chicagoland area where Ian Punnett lived and, and grew up as well and had an amazing assortment of radio show hosts, Wally Phillips on WGN, Larry Lujak on WLS, uh, Gary and Steve over on The Loop, and all of these guys share really interesting uh, facts. I mean, they were huge. They were monstrous. Jonathan Brandmeier. I reached out to them as a kid, and each one took my phone call. Not only did they take my phone call, they took them repeatedly and at times would call me back at home. And their courtesy and caring and mentorship was amazing for me. And then as an adult going through radio and having spent the last 18 years involved in Twin Cities Radio and and national and international radio, I was a fill-in host on Coast to Coast AM for five and a half years. And in part because of Ian Punnett. We'd become friends, and he was stepping away from his position at Coast to Coast AM, dealing with a, a horrible, horrible case of tinnitus. And as he stepped down, he put my name in, and I was picked up as a fill-in host, and I took over that role. And like a phoenix rising from the ashes after my five and a half years and having to step away to take on a different position at another radio station and filming television, I stepped away from Coast to Coast. He came back in and filled in that spot again nicely. A lot of people don't realize Art Bell, the legendary broadcaster who began Coast to Coast AM, handpicked Ian Punnett to take over as a fill-in host for him. Many people think it's George Norrie, the first fill-in host, was actually Ian Punnett. And that's because of his intelligence, his humor, his insights, and the ability to take any topic and make it seem as though he had been talking about that topic for years, comfortably and always putting the guest at ease. And when Ian came into my life, he became a mentor and a friend. And we would exchange thoughts and ideas on shows. And he would have me come in and uh, through uh, video broadcasts help him teach a few of his courses on radio and podcasting. And I was so pleased to be thought of highly enough that he would make 
that call and ask me to be a part of his world, his teaching world. And then when I found out the WCCO had some positions open for these floating hosts, and I reached out to Ian and I said, hey, who do you, who do you know over at WCCO? He was quick to respond, and he put the call in before I think I even had a chance to think twice about it and contacted me and said, I want you to call my buddy Brad Lane over there. We just had a very nice conversation. And because of that door opening, here I am now, months after that, six, seven months. I was so excited about the fill-in spots last weekend and getting a chance to come here because WCCO is such an amazing staple of radio entertainment and such a, an amazing home to be a part of. And I was looking so forward to talking to Ian after filling in and letting the holidays roll by. It was a gut punch to know that we lost him. But I know that he's still listening, and I'm sure he's still going to be watching out for me and helping me along on my route as he had done for so many people. So it is a sad, sad time that we say goodbye to such a remarkable broadcaster and such a remarkable human being. He did so much for so many, and it's it's interesting to me because, boy, you only wish you could live a life where you made an impact as deep as an asteroid strike on the planet Earth, and this guy has, as I watch so many different tributes pour out from so many different sources, people coming forward to talk about their experiences. I don't know how he had time to be a teacher and a broadcaster and a podcaster because it seems he was helping everybody, talking to everyone involving himself in local friends here. And when they would find days of of devastation in their own lives, he would fly out to be with them and hold their hand at the bedside of spouses that were going through illnesses. He would be there at the drop of a hat to give me advice and would tune in on my programs to listen in and tell me what he heard, what he liked, what he thought could be better. He was just so brilliant at doing that and knowing that he's done that for so many people. And there's going to be a big void in the radio world now because of the loss of Ian Punnett. He was one of the true last bastions of amazing voices and personalities. And I'm so glad that the Twin Cities got to share in that. And that along with his wife, Marjorie, Ian and Marjorie show last, I think, 10, 11 years over on another radio station. Brought so much fun and entertainment. And then his work on Coast to Coast AM and doing so many other things. So if anything... At this time of year, I know he wouldn't want me to be maudlin or sad about this. He would want to be uh, remind me of all the great times and the great things that we shared, the insights, the laughs, the deep thoughts. And he'd also want me to remind you out there that you can make an impact in other people's lives. You can be an Ian Punnett for others if you just make the time for it and you show real compassion and empathy. And at this time of year specifically, our thoughts and prayers go out to Ian's wife and children as they suffer through this tragic loss. So maybe give a little bit more love. Hold and hug that person in your life just a little longer as you look at the beginning of a new year and a new beginning for each and every one of us. And do it in the honor of a good man who passed through our lives much too briefly. Because I think that's how he would want to be remembered, as inspiration to make sure that every day is lived to the best and that we honor him and honor all of our friends, relatives, and ancestors that went before us by living a life worth living. And that's going to be my goal. Ian Punnett, thank you on high. I appreciate all that you've done for me and for all the people of the great Twin Cities and around the world with your dulcet tones and 
narrative skills of taking us through the strange and anomalous on coast to coast and bringing us into the relationship between you and your wife and the fun and the candor that you shared. The world's a better place because of you, sir. Thank you. Did you get a chance to know Ian Punnett by any chance? Nope. Uh, spent the summer of uh, 22 over at Hubbard Broadcasting and uh, heard about him, knew about kind of the lasting legacy that he left uh, over there at those radio stations, but uh, never uh, personally met him. I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends who work over there currently in their radio market that knew him and have kind of posted some sentimental uh, social media tributes to him over mm-hmm. the past week. And uh, yeah, just uh I mean, obviously never a, a good time to, <laughs> as as dumb as it sounds, never a good time to pass away, but like the timing of it and everything with all it is just approaching around the corner was uh, yeah, not, not, not great. Shortly after his 63rd birthday, yes. I believe December 8th was yep. his birthday um, to have that. Uh, yeah. Boy, just brutal. I, I'm thankful. You know, we both have very busy schedules. And when we spoke last, I think in October, and he called in to check in on me and see how things were going with my fill-in spots here and all the other irons I had in the fire. And we just ended the call as as everyone should. I just said, hey, Ian, thanks for calling and checking up on me. I love you, man. And he said, I love you too, man. And that was those were the final words we spoke. Although we exchanged texts after that, he got very quiet at the beginning of December. And I just uh, assumed he was getting busy with life. I, I didn't realize to the extent of his illness, how far along it had gone. It's a very quick um, thing that, that kind of came and went in the night. And I guess for that, we can at least be thankful that there yeah. wasn't a long period of suffering and, and uh, pain for Ian. So thank you very much. I won't, uh, I won't detail any of the information about his illness because that's for him and his family to disclose, not me, but uh, he was such an amazing guy. How many people do you think come into our lives that have an impact like that? It's, uh, I don't know too many people that are multifaceted and multi-tooled like that that can do just that many things at once and kind of continue that grind for just decades and, and not really show you know, signs of wear and tear. I know obviously yeah. it's wear and tear regardless because you know, grandfather time catches up with all of us, but it's uh, not too many people that kind of have that mentality anymore, uh, no. at least not that I know of, that just can do you know, eight things at once continuously and, and, and keep that uh, – and keep that pace for so many, so many years. Well, having the opportunity to talk with him and, and talk with all of these other legendary radio show hosts through the years that I've been lucky enough uh, to become friends with, and all of those from the Chicagoland area and Roy Leonard from WGN as well, what was really uh, moving to me is, and, and I've tried to do this as well, is make myself available to the next upcoming wave of people and broadcasters and do my best to answer their questions. And I've I've had you know, listeners come in and sit in the studio with me because Roy Leonard did that for me. Roy Leonard invited me. Uh, Larry Lujak invited me, which I never had the chance mm-hmm. to take advantage of at WLS Radio in Chicago. I wish I would have. Um, but Roy Leonard let me sit in two or three times and allowed me to witness how the magic was done behind the boards. And, man, I was hooked at an early age. And when I went off to college – in 1988 to Winona State, and I took a position at KQAL Radio, the radio alternative at Winona State, their college broadcast station with, yep. I think at the time, you know, it had a pretty healthy broadcast signal, but was not huge. You know, mm-hmm. probably went out about a 20-mile span. Um, I would contact Roy, and uh, I would contact some of the, the 
former hosts that I had spoken to in the past, and they would listen to tapes, and they would write back to me and tell me, hey, this is what I like. Why don't you try this? Yeah. And there were different elements that uh, that I still carry with me because of that. And hopefully the kindness and empathy that they showed towards me is uh, something I'll continue on. And hopefully the next generation that got that same door open from me will continue to do. And those, those will be the best legacies we can do in the honors of some of the great voices like this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 